The storm came and tore leaves down And the branches ached out loud Like they were screaming Eight on the 4th of December 2012. My name is Geraint Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 26 of Errand of Mercy. It's a 26, I feel like, is the first number that, that ceases to mean anything. Yeah. There's been I, so many now, like 26 is the, is the, that's the like, the one when you know that you're off on a journey for a long time. So it, does mean something is that what you're saying it, it, means... it means something because it because it ceases to mean something it's a buddhist thing don't worry See, right. okay it's a buddhist thing okay cool if we if we are on a long journey um is it okay then if i sort of take us back to the start of our journey in a way yes so, please do so see, yeah i mean it's again it's a me. sort of cyclical thing it's a buddhist thing it's a buddhist it's a cyclical <laughs> thing right like you know how we we tend to draw the title of the um, of the episode from things we've talked about with this yeah. has got to be a record for the quickest choosing of an episode title. <laughs> I know, right? The second I said it, I was like, "Well, uh, there's there's the episode title." This is this is uh, episode twenty six of the End of Mercy, a Buddhist thing. <laughs> um, this is um, 
essentially, if you remember back at the beginning, um, uh, quite very early on, we instituted an embargo on uh, on Starbucks. Yes, we did. Um, because of their system of when I went to get a takeout coffee, they'd ask me for my name. And there was just a whole load of issues surrounding that that I wasn't cool with. Um, yeah, yeah. But eventually I found a couple of Starbucks um, in Manchester, which is where I live, and they don't do that. Yeah. Um, so I was happy to drop the embargo, you know, basically just in time that I could get pumpkin spice lattes, um, yeah. which is great. It, it suited everyone, I Works think. Works out for everybody. Um. Unfortunately, we're going to have to bring the Starbucks embargo back, I'm pretty yeah. certain. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a bit more serious this time, I think. I mean, there's been a lot in the news about tax evasion issues, which are really shitty. I mean, oh, are, we, you... are, we embar- we, are we embargoing Starbucks for a non-humour reason? Is yeah, that what's happening? This not... isn't like a... I went to Starbucks and a crazy thing happened. But yeah, this it's, is a... it's, it's pretty much a non-humour reason we're going to have to embargo Starbucks. Okay. Now, um, like it's not the tax issue. Like let's face it, every company is avoiding tax. So yeah, you get to a certain GDP, and it's just assumed that you're going to try and avoid avoid tax. Yeah, like like I mean, it's not a good thing. You know, I, I would like to say that we're opposed to it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm I'm opposed to to tax evasion. No, the, the re- end of mercy pays its taxes. The the reason we're having to embargo Starbucks now is that they they said they'd be looking into sort of the tax of age, the tax issues and like perhaps seeing if in the future they might actually pay some taxes, um, and then a day later. Um, an apparent effort to cut costs so that they could now pay taxes. Uh, they've announced that they're cutting lunch breaks, sick leave, and maternity benefits for all of their UK staff. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, you know what this is, though. Yeah. You know why they have the power to do that? <laughs> Go ahead. Because of this bill that the Conservatives passed, where you can, um, you well, you can, if you want to, as an existing employee, um, surrender certain employee rights. For example, sick pay. No, no, th- th- pay. This, this is a different thing. Oh, that, it's that, just Starbucks being assholes. It's just them being. Yeah, that that thing hasn't happened yet. That's just okay. an idea that's being floated around. A fucking okay. crazy idea, but that's just yeah. being floated so, around. So here's that idea in action, and we're going to see yeah. how crazy it is. Yeah, it's um, it's affecting about seven thousand coffee shop staff, um, and it's and it's uh. Yeah, essentially, they're cutting lunch breaks down to 20 minutes. Where it was a 30-minute lunch break, um, now they'll get a total break throughout their shift of 20 minutes, including, you know, lunch, going to the loo, everything else. The first day of sick leave will now no longer be paid. Okay. To encourage people not to take sick leave, which is really what I want out of the people who are serving me food and coffee. Yeah, I want people to at work with Ebola because they can't afford to take the day off and not give me Ebola. They're essentially cutting kind of any sort of benefits for women who are going on a, on a, on maternity leave. You, uh, what was happening before was if a member of staff was going on maternity leave, then Starbucks would send them a, a hamper with a card, um, a Starbucks-branded uh, baby baby grown bib. Some nice stuff. There's big, big corporations yeah. doing it right. Yeah, they're getting rid of that. Nice. They're also I'm announcing surprised. that there was a... Uh, Managers have been told that um, they, before they had a, a, a competition to get the best manager and they got like a little bonus, um, now they're just getting a plaque. <laughs> yep, yep, sounds, uh, sounds pretty standard. Um, and staff have been given this new contract and were told that they're not allowed to discuss it with anyone and if they discussed it with anyone, their manager was allowed to fire them on the spot. This is like fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's just like... Because I think the reason that everybody's kind of gotten on with with Starbucks up until now is that they're kind of whimsical and it's yeah. it's a similar kind of uh, idea to like innocent smoothies. Like yeah. innocent smoothies can do whatever the fuck they want because they've got little whimsical jokes on their cartons. And Starbucks yeah, are kind, kind of, of a similar. We all know it's a big corporation, but it's yeah. kind of like it's a happy big corporation. Yeah. yeah. So- willing to let it pass and now they're just like i think as soon as it like everyone found out they're avoiding all their taxes like well we might just well just be as evil as possible literally just dropping the mask like sorry guys yeah well (laughs) this is what you get 
<laughs> yeah, it turns out we were like this all along. Um, we're going to overthrow the government of a country now to take control of their coffee supply. Laters. <laughs> is that something they've actually done or is that an alleged thing? That That's not happened yet. But, you okay. know, I'm saying it could happen. That sounds like, disturbingly plausible. It does, right? <laughs> the so, People's yeah. Democratic Republic of Starbucks. So, yeah, I think we're bringing back the Starbucks embargo for non-hilarious reasons. Well, I've, um, for, for, for more hilarious reasons, uh, we, we, we also had a, a, an embargo of another uh, corporate food-slash-beverage-based chain it's early on in our series. This Subway? is Subway for yeah. their fake, not-actually-Olympian Olympic adverts. Yeah. Um, and you know, last episode we said, was it last episode or the episode before? Yeah. We said we're, we're, we're lifting that. It's all right yeah. to go to well, Subway we said, now. We said it had been lifted, but yeah. we just not made it clear. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're now embargoing Subway again. Because Great. it would appear as soon as they heard that that embargo is lifted, back in with the TV adverts where they say that like top athletes eat their shitty sandwiches. Yeah. Great, great works. So, so Starbucks, Subway. What, what the hell, dudes? Yeah, we, we, we like we left you alone for about what, what four, three or four months, and yeah. this is what this is what happens. Yeah, like it's the second we turn our backs, you're back up to your old tricks. Yeah, you, you dirty bastards. So, <laughs> so, so Starbucks, actual dirty bastards. Subway, just you know, Irritating. improve your efforts, maybe. Yeah, yeah Starbucks. Just... What are you doing? Yeah, just improve things slightly, please. Please, please, because that's not cool. So, yeah, but that's a, that's some bad news. But yeah, I guess we're getting back to our roots. Right? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Our roots. This is grassroots podcasting. <laughs> grassroots podcasting, damn right. From the, from the proletariat. Yeah, it's taking me back, taking uh. me back to the to the anarchist days. We should be <laughs> we should be broadcasting from a squat on like a a computer that runs on Windows ninety eight. We, which which we didn't pay for. We, no, we, we we got it out of a skip. Yeah, we skip dived a like an, an old gateway PC with Windows ninety eight on it. <laughs> yeah, we should be doing that, but we're not. We're not. No, 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 don't don't mistake us for actual activists. That yeah, don't, don't mistake us for people with actual principles. Just no, joking. no, we we just don't like it when like Starbucks do mean shit. <laughs> this that is our that's our clarion cry that's our our, our flag to rally around starbucks yeah. we don't like it when you like do mean shit <laughs> if you could stop that that would be really nice thanks um but i do have more news in sort of revolution reaction if you okay. want to stay on that that seg yeah, <laughs> that. Uh, this is news from uh colchester um okay. it's uh, it's a story from the uh, Essex County Standard, uh, the sort of local newspaper of Essex, um, with the news that residents living in Stalin Road, Colchester, have overwhelmingly stated they do not wish to change the name of their road. Nice. Um, Essentially, what happened was that um, the sort of the town council has been saying for a while that, like, we perhaps shouldn't have a, na- a street named after sort of a brutal dictator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously this street was sort of built i think it says in 1948 so it was like just after a war and like because stalin had been one of our allies they named sort of stalin road in his honor back Um, when he was a lad so local mp bob russell um decided that the only way to clear this up would be to ask the people who lived on stalin road for their thoughts so he uh he sent a letter to all 74 households and uh 30 of them responded um which is you know fair, you know to be That's honest quite it's, a big turnout it's, it's not great turnout but you know it's better than police commissioner too exactly so, yeah so it's, it's, it's a mandate um, and four, four of the houses that responded said they didn't didn't want it to be called Stalin Road anymore, and twenty six said they were happy with the name Stalin Road. So, <laughs> but, but why? Well, because I, I'm assuming because they're all sort of Marxist Leninists. <laughs> That's all I can assume for all keeping it Soviet, you know, keeping it old school. So old school, like <laughs> the wrong, the wrong old school. We're not talking like bell bottoms and and peace and love. We're talking gulags and brutal putched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That, that's what their residence association is like. <laughs> the gulags. They're called yeah. the gulags. Yeah, like sort of some, one guy didn't cut in like his front lawn and they had like a show trial and then, yeah, and then sent him. <laughs> Kangaroo courted him to somewhere <laughs> horrible. Yeah. <'Cause, 
<laughs> let the neighbourhood watch or walk around in massive trench coats. Yeah, exactly. It sounds and, like a pretty cool road. It does sound like a pretty awesome road. Yeah. <laughs> check it out. We should go check that place out. It sounds it sounds pretty cool. They're trying to start a space race. We're hoping that Stalin Road will go mad on the moon within the next <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> I just want to see like like some crazy man building like a Vostok rocket in his back garden. I really, I was just thinking like it says this, the, like the whole estate was built in 1948. I hope all the roads are named after like kind of leaders from the Second World War. And like <laughs> Stalin Road has like a really big sort of like, it's always kind of like all the people who live in Stalin Road are always kind of arguing the people who live on like Eisenhower Road or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> That would be amazing. Like, like Stalin Road gets extra cold in the winter, and yeah. the um and and the the German postman who has to deliver their post never quite makes it to the last <laughs> couple of houses. <laughs> like, or or he'll he'll try and get to the houses, but he'll get there and the houses will have moved over to <laughs> Siberia way, and he'd be like, "For fuck's sake!" Again, every winter with this. <laughs> Let's say these are jokes only for Second World War historians. <laughs> it's great. I think that's fine. I think that's I think right. that's the demographic we should be playing to. Really. Second World War historians. The sort of pe- the sort of people who enjoy watching the world at war. I think that's yeah. that's really those are really the people I want to appeal with. Stuff like to. Secret Weapons of the Allies. All yeah. of the all of the History Channel documentaries that got made in the like in the last two years, the really crazy ones. <laughs> What, like the search for Hitler's temple of, of alien doom? Or well, it's always like, it's always the search for Hitler's something. Yeah. The search for Hitler's like matchbox. I love those programs. Hitler's so. matchbox found. Like Hitler's, Hitler's matchbox found revisited. My favourite one I saw was like um, Hitler's secret um, secret Antarctic base or something, and like the whole episode was about like some nineteen thirties like German sponsored expedition to the South Pole. Some say they were looking for aliens. Could this be true? More after the break. <laughs> no, they were not. Yeah, and then it comes back. It's like well, evidence is slim. They were searching for aliens. More likely, they were actually just going to the South Pole. <laughs> yeah, just because you know Hitler wanted to put someone there. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's yeah. Come on, History Channel, give us some history. Um, <laughs> speaking of documentaries, I've um, I've got 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 a documentary pick of the week. This is, right. my, and this is, is my it... quite nerdy new feature that will run for one week and, and will not occur again. I like I like documentary pick of the week. Um is it not Hitler's Temple of Nazi Doom? No, it's um but but that sounds like the name of somebody who may be featured in it. I've been right. watching recently. It's on Sky Arts and it is called Metal Evolution. And it's about the evolution of metal music throughout the last well since black sabbath to today essentially so it, yeah it's just sort of like so what it's like each episode like a decade of metal or well something. it's no it's each the, the way they've done it they've themed it around types of metal music because there's shitloads yeah. to begin with something i didn't realize fuck tons of different kinds of metal music and um and like each each week they do a different series of um of bands who are all from the same kind of genre of metal music and my favorite thing about it so there are two things i really like about it first thing is like the guy who does it is this guy who who has a degree in social anthropology from the university of harvard so he's he's like big swinging dick intellectual i I always love it when anthropologists do stuff like this so i'm already kind of down with this documentary if you look at him he looks like literally any of the guys that we used to hang out with at, at university right okay. remember remember alistair friend yeah. of the show big shout out to him he just kind of looks like like an older slimmer alistair it's amazing <laughs> and this guy's a freaking social anthropologist and he just goes around to these people's houses and interviews them and 
the second thing that I really like about it. So the first first thing is this guy is kind of really nice, unassuming, obviously very passionate about the subject. And yeah. as the shows go on, he's building like this diagrammatic wall of metal where there's different <laughs> bands linked to each other with twine. Yeah. And it's it's just really cool. What so so like one of those sort of crime dramas when yeah. they're linking all the evidence together. He's yeah. linking together the different strands of metal. Yeah, and where they come from and who's influenced who. And the the second cool thing about it is it would appear that people who like aren't really musically relevant anymore from from metal bands deal with it in one of two ways. They either become the coolest granddads and uncles in the world, or they they just go fucking off the rails crazy. And there is no in between. <laughs> no in between. Yeah. Like, Poison are an amazing example of this. I watched the episode about glam rock a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, and. Poison's drummer is now running his own company where he makes bespoke drum kits and and you know he knows his drums because he was a drummer yeah. for a long time and you know he's, there's a bit of eyeliner going on because I guess old habits die hard and he's he's decided to dress up a little bit for the cameras but in general he's just a pretty chilled guy like yeah. and he shows them his drum workshop and I'm like oh that looks like a really nice place it seems yeah. like you're doing really well good work good work to yeah. you and it, it that seems like a reasonable like career progression you exactly. know yeah their lead singer however is uh, is is not doing so well lot of lot of plastic surgery like a like a late 50 year old with like loads of makeup on who's had a lot of plastic surgery yeah and and yeah that's a microsm of what's happened but then they're still touring poison are right and, and that must be an odd mix on stage then yeah so like the drummer's like oh, i'm doing this for, for for giggles and the lead singer is like this is the only way i can continue to exist <laughs> <laughs> I'm like basically a lich powered by 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 my own self interest and and glam rock. And there's see, nothing else. I, this sounds sound really good. Like yeah, it, but I I mean I don't I'm not really into metal. This yeah. has been I think it may have been mentioned before. But yeah. like um like I think in the new year I saw, saw the documentary about Lemmy, which I think is just called Lemmy, and that's like one of it's a it's a movie, and that's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Lemmy's in Lemmy's in this documentary a lot, but the thing but, I about I like about Lemmy is he's only just outside of needing subtitles at this point. <laughs> like he's fucked his his voice up with with singing for Motorhead and drugs so much and drink yeah. that you just like he's like I'm like what the fuck is Lemmy saying? And my girlfriend has to translate for me. That's awesome. <laughs> and um but but I think my favourite episode was last week's, which focused around shock rock, which is a subgenre of um, metal, arguably invented by Alice Cooper, which right. focuses on kind of grotesque and theat- theatric spectacle over yeah. um, musicality. And these guys are fucked up. <laughs> like I I shit you not. It's it's just ah uh, Alice Cooper is is very popular at the moment and yeah. has been for a couple of years mainly because he's quite cogent yeah and... he's he's he just seems like kind of a funny sort of chilled out sort of guy really yeah because i don't think like you don't really have a choice after that was your life for a long time you kind of have to be chilled yeah and, you know he's also a born again christian which is kind of interesting and 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 to see kind of like what his perspective is on what his life was like before as a christian so yeah he's He's kind of an interesting character. Um, See, one of the things I always find interesting is, like, Alice Cooper and Iggy Pop are very, very similar these days. Have you noticed that? I haven't actually dipped into Iggy Pop recently. Because, because, like, Iggy Pop, like, obviously his whole thing was, like, going on stage, smashing bottles and rolling around in broken glass. Yeah, yeah. And now he does adverts for car insurance. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. They, those two have followed a very similar career progression. If you actually I, think I feel like Alice Cooper has like probably done it with a lot more dignity, though. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I think, like from the st- like from the start, I think Iggy Pop was a lot more into the like self destruction, and yeah. it's like come out even more kind of on the selling outside of things <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Um, the the so, so, so the other guys. So. Alice Cooper is one side of that spectrum, like old fathers of shock rock. Yeah. Um, Arthur Brown 
of the crazy word of world of Arthur Brown. Is, you know, is he still alive? He is still fucking what alive. Hell. Well, I, I say did, Arthur right. Brown is still alive. You may know him from Fire. Ba, 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 I'll teach you to burn and drugs. Uh, those are the two <laughs> things you may know him from. Yeah. Um, he's still alive, but like, so he turns up to this interview wearing a crushed velvet kind of fuchsia colored tuxedo jacket. He's wearing what can, what I can only describe as like, as like a, a West Highlands military cap that's also made out of the same kind of crushed velvet. And right, he's okay. got he's got a face like a fucking ent. It's basically made of wrinkles and beard. Well, that, that sounds very much like Arthur Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And he's drawn like a thick kind of fuchsia line across his eyes. So he's got like a line of makeup, a yeah. bar, where you'd see a censorship bar over somebody's eyes, yeah. across his eyes. And he is intense like exactly as like imagine you're interviewing arthur brown right now that's what it's like um and he said some amazing things so they were they were uh the the guy who does the documentary was talking to him and he's like so um so what what is it that made you wanted to get in shock rock when he started i guess it was more just sort of like psychedelic hard rock really yeah he first started in like a like a five-piece r&b group and then yeah. they were at a club and loads of people were taking drugs because it was like it was it was just just like like during the sh- summer of love. Yeah, I mean, well, this fun. is like how literally every like metal guy from like the early era got into it. Like, yeah, and he was like, I actually want to do this thing. This seems yeah. like more fun. But then he tells a story where he says, um, I met a young boy who was 11 and had already been on over 100 trips on acid. You might think that that's bad parenting but I thought he was a very interesting fellow. <laughs> and then I'm, I, so I'm like, okay, this guy seems kind of like a kindly, slightly crazy old man. But then he says that I'm like, no, actually I'm wrong. He's not an old man. He's all of the drugs wearing a very shit old man suit. And you can like, you can see, you can see the, like the LSD and the MDMA behind his eyes that's, dancing. That's like the, perfect description yeah and it's all of the drugs just wearing the suit of a man but it's not it's not even the suit of a man it's the suit of a man that's like two sizes too small (laughs) so you can see bits of it sticking through and it's all tearing at the seams you can see the drugs like bursting out of his eyeballs exactly like i've never seen video of of a man more simultaneously terrifying and fascinating at the same time it was quite an experience um and they kind of finish up the documentary with with what is essentially current shock rock and they interview members of slipknot and ramstein which is yeah you know, a fair enough kind of thing to do and slipknot's drummer uh he's the clown he wears yeah. a clown mask uh that guy he uh he he takes shit very seriously uh is it like if alice cooper is I mean, because, like, obviously, like, let's go back to the thing. I'm not a big fan of metal. I think I need to just keep referring to that. Yeah. But I kind of always got the idea that Slipknot were kind of self-aware. The, well, their drummer definitely isn't. Right. <laughs> a lack of self-awareness that I have not seen outside of internet people. The interviewer is asking him all kinds of questions, like, about the band and their direction. And um, he asks him, why do you wear masks? And he says, well, actually, I want you to guess if you can, like, imagine the most cliched and and like self-absorbed answer that a member of Slipknot could give to that question. What would it be? Okay, I think I've already got your answer. Is it I am the mask? No, no, it's we don't wear masks. That's what I was was kind of close. Yeah, you were close. Yeah, we don't wear masks. That's what we we look like. Yeah, we are the fucking on the inside. Yeah, and. It's just like, you can't, in, in 2012, I don't understand how a member of Slipknot can say that. Just sit down and say that uh, just with with no glint in his eye as if it's a joke. And there are other things he says. He's talking about their gigs and the interview is like, so so what kind of a... Um, what what kind of a persona do you think Slipknot like to uh, like to give off on stage? What's the uh, what's your main driving influence for what you want to for what you want to create in the auditoriums you're in? And he says war. We <laughs> are war. 
Fuck off. Like, I can't comprehend. Yeah. I can't comprehend. Oh. And well, that does sound like a good show. I mean, it's what, what, what's really, really fucking good. I would highly what, recommend. Can we have it. the name of that show again? It's called Metal Evolution, and it's on Sky Arts. It's a channel I can't get because I can't afford Sky, but it sounds good. It sounds you good. should be able to find it somewhere. Find it somehow. Watch it. It's a. It's an experience. It if sounds wanna, good. If you want to like learn about a bunch of crazy fucked up guys who've had insane lives, mm. um, and learn a bit about music along the way. Just just watch this documentary series. It's awesome. Um, now, I would say, sort of like, would you say the heyday of metal was sort of the 80s? The middle of that period, there was, um, there was a particular hairstyle that was also ruling the world, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a hairstyle we need to address this week. Um, I am, of course, referring to the mullet. Yes, indeed. Um, and I believe you have some mullet-related news, Simon. Um, I'm, I'm growing a mullet, gee. <laughs> That, no, you're not. Yeah, no, I am. No. I am. I'm growing one out. <laughs> like, Simon just sort of announced to me, hey, Geraint, I'm growing a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was the, the, the most entertaining way for yeah. me. to. Um, uh, it's like when you caught me off guard with that Star Wars thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like that. He was just like, hey, Geraint, I'm growing a mullet. And I was like, no, you're not. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, it, but, but wait, it gets better. It doesn't get any better. It, it gets does. much, much worse. It gets better. I'm I'm growing a mullet for anime conventions. <laughs> Said the 24 year old man. Fucking I, hell. I I'm not sure we can do this show anymore, Simon. I believe I'm that not, you know I we don't... said a long time ago that we bring a social dichotomy, and I think nowhere else is it more evident than the fact that I'm growing a mullet for an anime convention, and you think it's terrible. <laughs> Well, it's the worst possible thing. Like, I mean, it, it's... Let, let's go win this. It's worse than Hitler. <laughs> a, mullet, a mullet for an anime convention is worse than Hitler. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's going too far, but really, Probably. it's... <laughs> we need a dictator scale. Like, if Hitler is like... Is it... Is it is Hitler num- would you say Hitler's number one? Coming in at number one... Yeah, I I guess I don't know enough about dictators to like give you any kind of accurate answer. Um, I I would say I I would rate it a Mao. It's very meaning, but in the end, very (laughs) (laughs) self-destructive. That's good. I don't know any dictators who've had mullets though. So you know, (sighs) are there any dictators with you? Kind of, I kind of get the feeling that like. I mean, obviously, during the 80s, there must have been, like, some sort of, like, ruler of, like, El Salvador or something probably yeah. had mullet or something, yeah. do you think? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So one of the ones who was kind of basically a drugs baron and also a dictator <laughs> probably had a mullet. <laughs> one of the guys he would have featured if they weren't terrified of him in, like, an 80s movie about drugs. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like sort of, like some, sort of, some kind of, like, episode of Miami Vice yeah, or something. I would mean, so say a Miami Vice dictator would probably have a mullet. It's entirely possible. Like, I'm I'm going to be I'm gonna be dressing up as Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid for um, for an anime convention next year, and I've and I've decided I'm going to grow my hair for it. What's your problem? I don't respect your going to anime conventions, but it's something I can tolerate. It's something I I can I can sort of understand. And like, it's pretty but, it's pretty fucking funny. It's like, fun. You, it's you, funny. You, can, you cannot like disagree with me when when I say that our our anime convention episode was one of the best ones. It was very funny. All right, and like I. I don't like dressing up in costumes myself, but I understand and respect your right to go in a costume. But can't you just wear a wig? What? Yeah, but, but then I'd have... Just get a mullet wig. Yeah, but, but that's boring, G. Don't grow a mullet. You'll have to spend the next, like, however many weeks, months, I don't know, with a mullet. <laughs> like, it's it's like you're cutting off an arm so you can, <laughs> essentially you can cutting off an arm essentially that's what you're doing what you're going to lose friends it's like <laughs> it's, it's the hair equivalent of heroin or something you know? <laughs> friends don't let friends do mullets exactly really the reason i'm bringing up is as an intervention i it's, don't this think- is an intervention I don't think going forward I can let you grow a mullet. At some point, I'm just going to have to collude with your girlfriend to cut or cut your hair while you're asleep or right. something. Right. You're, not just, you're just jealous because you're not going to be business in the front party at the back. 
That's what it is. <laughs> you don't have a dual mode haircut. I will do. I will be. I will be accounts in the front and uh, desperados with mates in the back. And what are you going to do about it? Nothing. You won't be though, because because you won't have any mates to have desperados. With. Desperados on my own, weeping naked in my flat at yeah. the back. Like literally, the moment I think of you with a mullet, okay, I immediately imagine you in a pickup truck with a Confederate <laughs> flag on it, listening to country and western. I do enjoy a bit of country and western. You're, you're in a pick, you, you grow a mullet, and the next day you buy a pickup truck and drive to a kid rock concert. That's what's going to happen. I am totally like just to troll you. I am going to rent a pickup and like <laughs> come and come and pick you up from your house. Just pull up outside your house, playing "Born in the USA," and then I will kill myself. <laughs> You'll just take take one look at me from your window and then just shatter it and slit your own throat with the broken glass. I'll just walk up to the car and just as it just like get in front of you, I'll pull up a knife and just plunge it into my heart. And you will know what you have done. As born in the USA plays. <laughs> hey, don't tread on me. I'm fa- I'm proud of my 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 southern heritage. So please, please, all the listeners, um, get on our Facebook group. That's www.facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. And just beg Simon not to grow a mullet. It's not worth it. You're asking You're asking the internet to stop somebody doing something that will be simultaneously quite funny and self-destructive. How do you think that's going to work out for you, G? Well, I have a lot of faith in our listeners. I hope oh. they won't let me down. <laughs> well, I have faith in our listeners as well, but, you know, it's it's something I just have to do. It's my destiny. <laughs> no one has to do that, Simon. No one. I have to do it for Big Boss. You don't understand. I wouldn't expect you to understand because you're a square. Now, on top of the mullet issue, this week I got a text from you. I was at a beer festival. Um, <laughs> because, of course you, know, you that, fucking that, were. I roll and I got a text from Simon. Now I I'm gonna let you kind of explain this. I'm not gonna say what the message was, because I think like I was a bit drunk, like you I might have been garbled in the way you sent it, like or something. But the way I read it, it sounded like you were being incredibly racist. It sounded like you were a man who was growing a mullet and was <laughs> being incredibly racist. So I'm giving you a chance to defend yourself here and kind of explain it from your angle. There was a Middle Eastern couple who didn't appear to speak any English in the quiet carriage with a crying baby. And I said, I sent you a text to which the, the, the effective was, I started it off with, I'm not racist, but... Which is never a good way. Which, is, which you know, that's basically flagging up that this will probably be racist. So I prepared it's, you for it. It's not, it's a, I'm not a racist, but I'm about to say something incredibly racist. Yes, yeah. and, and I, do have a, I do have a reason for saying it. And it's not with racism that I, that I say this, it's with love. They had a very loud crying baby and they were playing very loud music to the baby to try and calm it down. And it wasn't working because, you know, it's a kid, yada, 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 kids, kids, kids. Um, but they were in the quiet garage and everybody was getting very pissed off. Yeah, and, and you felt it, that if they had a baby that was crying, they should go to the non-quiet carriage. Yeah, well... Like, the reason they probably went there in the first place was they wanted the ch- child to sleep, but it obviously wasn't working out. And, like, if they're playing yeah. music, like, yeah, I can yeah. I can see how that would be so annoying. Yeah. It appeared that they didn't understand the rules of the quiet carriage, mm. and and I'd sent you a text saying that the first, that one of the first things you should learn upon arriving in England is what quiet carriage means. Mm. And... I wasn't being racist. I'm actually stating that like the concept of a quiet carriage on a train is actually kind of racist in and of itself because A, it relies that you understand what quiet carriage means like you can so you have to you have to know english straight off you have you have to off the bat you have to be able to read and and interpret the words quiet carriage which you know not everybody does my sister's a drama teacher and a lot of her students in her class almost half Mm. um, are currently learning english while she's trying to teach them drama so it's not like it's a small proportion of our population it's an ever-growing proportion of our population which may not be able to read english but the concept of a carriage where you must be silent because everybody's being miserable 
and they they want to be quiet in their misery is a very english concept is it not i I think one of the very English concepts going on here is that no one in the carriage apparently asked, <laughs> said, do you, do you mind going, going somewhere else? It's the quiet carriage. Yeah, but yeah, but what happened is everybody just started to seethe. Well, exactly. And I was like, because... uh, shit, bad enough that, that there's a baby crying next to me, but that is being compounded by the quite angry atmosphere that's building up in this carriage. I was worried that it was going to lead to some kind of an altercation because... Because nobody's going to understand what 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 the issue is. There's going to be a massive like cultural and language barrier, and yeah. there could be a very heated conversation that could occur. And and yeah, I just think that. So what you're saying is that we should just get rid of quiet carriages altogether. No, what I'm saying is that quiet carriages should have quiet carriage on the door in a number of different popular languages. Like the, the 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 top four spoken languages, right? So so it'd be like sort of English, Spanish, Arabic, and Chinese, or something, or something like that. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. You put Polish as well. You throw that in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, just throw that in. Right, just, throw, just throw a bit of Polish in there, you know, just to be safe. Uh, yeah, that's what I think because, like, just to make it as explicitly pos- uh, as clear as possible that it's... yeah, we're miserable in English in here. Please please don't be loud because we're trying to deal with it on our own without talking to anybody else. Okay. Thanks. Cause that's I, our, I mean, that's I, our issue. That's not your issue. We don't want to put our issue on you, but everybody in here is sad and English. Yeah. Cause, cause I, I always find that quiet carriage, a really odd thing. It's like a fucking, it's like a vestibule, but in it's, a train. Well, exactly. I don't under, cause like trains are, it's impossible for a carriage to be quiet. Cause Trains are implicitly a noisy thing. How does that even work? My personal view is, I mean, like, okay, clear up the issue. The text Simon sent me, as far as I could tell, essentially said brown people shouldn't be allowed into quiet carriages. And I was like, yeah. whoa! What I was doing, what I was doing, because I knew I could I could trust G to, to you know, to, you know, respond in a knee-jerk way to my... Uh, to, <laughs> yeah. to, and also, like, I know that G's not the Daily Mail, so he <laughs> won't, like, start a racism ri- yeah, I, witch hunt after me. I won't agree with you. I would hopefully realise that you were being ironic. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, right, I, don't, okay. I didn't think you'd agree with me. And also, like, I was just trying to make a statement that I could I could kind of argue out later on and, and state my case on on the right. podcast Fair i think it, i thought i just thought it'd be kind of funny right. to your, be honest. Plan, your plan has worked incredibly well I've there got you go there you go so do you feel that i'm a racist or um, do you think that i'm actually making a reasonably intelligent point because I, I don't know i don't think you're a racist but i don't think you're making a reasonable point okay well well fuck me doesn't matter does it I'm yeah. just being I, 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 I think some someone that, that people should just stop being so stop being so kind of so like like English about stuff yeah. and should either get rid of a quiet carriage as sort of a stupid idea in the first place or just be less scared of speaking to people on a train. Yeah, I think no, yeah. I'm actually I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna argue for the abolition of the quiet carriage because yeah. you wanna if you wanna be in a quiet carriage Pay extra for first class. I feel we're addressing a lot of social issues here. We, we're embargoing Subway, we're embargoing uh, Starbucks, um, and now we're we're saying to scrap the uh, quiet carriage. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary, and I I think that it it's just another layer of of self entitlement that we don't need in our in our world at the moment. Definitely, because everybody's good. fucking entitled enough as it is. We may yeah. as well start trying to strip that back. So so no more quiet carriage. Damn right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you should actively go and make the quiet carriage loud. But you know, just just you don't don't need that. You don't need that. Throw your throw your quiet carriage ticket ticket away and go and uh, hang out with people from other cultures. As as we're announcing a stop to quiet carriages, is it okay if I just continue on that vein with things that yeah. absolutely have to stop this week? Please do. First thing that has to absolutely stop: live blogs. 
Oh, we yeah. News outlets, everything. Stop live blogging everything that happens. Um, I had this revelation yesterday um, when there was, um, I mean, they, they could have been getting on my nerves a little bit for a while. But yesterday, um, as I'm sure everyone saw, there was an announcement that uh, uh, Prince William and, uh, you know, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were having a chat. Having oh, yeah, that's going to get overexposed to shit. Obviously, it's going to get overexposed. And The Guardian, my newspaper of choice, immediately started a live blog, like the big thing, live blog, royal pregnancy. And I was like, you're live blogging a pregnancy. Have you thought about this? Have you thought? (laughs) Pregnancies last quite a while. And nobody really wants to be near that event unless they absolutely have to. Well, nothing's going to happen. It's like sort of... Day 57, she's still pregnant. Kind of updates. <laughs> yeah. It updates every hour on the hour. It's like, she's, is she still pregnant? Yes. Like, Rumours that she may not be pregnant. Uh, well, no, we just got a, no. we've just got someone to clarify. She is still pregnant. We rang them because we've yeah. been ringing them every five minutes because we're <laughs> just, live blogging this. And yeah, just like anything that now happens at all. Well, I think... The first live blogging things I saw were probably like sports events. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with sports events. Um one of the reasons I do read The Guardian, I'm like, sorry, this is gonna be like just mark me out as the most middle class person who's ever lived, is um they do really good live coverage of cricket. I fucking knew you were gonna say cricket. I knew it. I was gonna call it, but I thought I'd let you do it, you you fucking gold taps in your bathroom uh, retro's hot croissant eating cock it's 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 a uh, it's one of my well-known facts that although i don't really understand cricket i do enjoy it <laughs> um, <laughs> like most of the british fans yeah I, I've described its zen Englishness, essentially. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So you just spend five days sat sort of watching something that you don't quite understand. Yeah, just um, just so that you you just exist. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's 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 a great sport. I I'm, I I love cricket, and I, I you know, and I, I even I mean, I'm not such a big fan of like 2020. I think it has to last as long as possible with as little as possible happening at any given moment. But um, so yeah, that that's I'm I'm okay with sports live blogs because they can often be quite funny. But like, stop live blogging the news. I think enthusiast live blogs. I feel we should yeah. we should widen that. Enthusiast live blogs. That's all right. Um, yeah. News outlet live blogs. That's but like live blogging never... anything as the news is really irresponsible as well. Yeah, there's never enough happening, so they always just have to report on like rumors they've seen on Twitter and stuff, yeah. which isn't news. You're just encouraging scurrilous rumor mongering. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's not what you should be doing as a quality news outlet. So yeah, stop live blogging everything. Um, just like so, yeah, we've 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 come down that. Stop, and also just on from that. As far as newspapers go, and I've said this again, you know, stop commenting on everything, because I want to bring up a notable exception to that. Because essentially, what happened was the um, the the comments on the Guardian, it, like on on the same day that this ridiculous live blog happened, the Guardian updated their news comment system, and before like you couldn't really reply to people's comments. Yeah. You could just comment on the article and they'd appear like in time order. But now sort of the first person who comments, you can reply to them or post an individual comment, which means that instead of seeing all the comments, you now see the comment and then all of the replies to that comment. Yeah. And one of one of the articles on the front page yesterday was about um, a road made of trampolines, which was amazing, but we're not going to address that. <laughs> what we're going to address is someone said, it was in a forest that someone said, um, the first comment was, what is it for lumberjacks or something? Um, and the first comment was, no jumping jacks. And they accidentally double posted it. And then about 40 people all posted, no jumping jacks, which meant... <laughs> You had to scroll down for about five pages of just people going, no, jumping jack. See, I like it. Quite often internet comment, comments can just be anarchic vortexes of hatred, yeah. but that's quite sweet. Just I like, did, let's I, all do something nonsensical for a laugh. That's the, oh, and I, I've, I think I've 
I've decided that that's the only type of commenting that's acceptable. You're not allowed to actually debate anything on the comments of any website anymore. That's against the rules. Yeah. You are allowed to just post things to irritate people who <laughs> want to debate stuff. That's yeah, that, that's fine. Only trolling, but only, only funny trolling. Only funny trolling. And so, yeah, no, like, posting something pretending that you're serious. Like, yeah. you know, don't do that. Just yeah. post, like, jokes that have nothing to do with the article, if possible. Yeah. That's cool. Like, the, I, I saw recently on a YouTube comment that somebody was like, I know a really funny knock-knock joke. Yeah. But you have to start it. <laughs> That's good. So then it was like, everyone was like... Oh. Loads of people just typed knock-knock. <laughs> And then the one guy put, who's there? And everybody else was like, you're a fucker. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. That's perfect. So, yeah, that's a good example of good trolling. Positive, positive trolling, not, positive. not negative trolling. Yeah, positive trolling. I like that. I think that's something we can get behind. And, ex and a fine example of why you should not use the internet comments section on newspaper outlets uh to debate anything is a yeah. uh, some local news actually I, I, I said i was proud of my southern heritage i was referring of course to my city of birth reading mm. which is uh which is you know it's essentially a suburb of of london but it's a it's a place so like amazingly bland that <laughs> like for example here's something you don't know about reading i know you don't know this because it's reading reading houses the only replica of the Bayeux Tapestry. I did not know that. <laughs> That's kind of weird. You'd expect it to be in, like, Hastings or something, exactly. really. But no, it's in the Reading Museum, and it has been for a very long time, because where better place to hide something that, you know, is that rare than yeah. in Reading? Like, nobody's going to look in Reading for anything. So what, is it, like made near the time or something it's no it's an exact replica by people i'm not sure when it was i, I haven't actually researched this i know because i've seen it yeah it, it does exist it is, yes. it's an exact replica including all of the errors that were made in the the, the creation of the bay tapestry and um and it's really cool made in um in the in the way that they would have made it with the tools that they used and using the exact same dyes as close as they could get Based see, on um, spectroscopic um, analy yeah. analysation of the molecules. You see, that is an interesting thing, but it also only goes to prove the point that Reading's a really boring place exactly. because it suggests that it's the only place in, in the world where anyone would have enough, would, would think the only interesting thing they could do would be to make an exact replica of a Bayer tapestry. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it should be priceless, but it was made and is stored in Reading, so therefore <laughs> it's worthless. Uh, so, uh, speaking Reading, anybody lives in Reading, you're probably fine. It's just Reading has an unfortunate reputation for being kind of boring. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, like in my mind, Reading's just a town. It's like the yeah. most town, town, the most a town. Yeah, exactly. Um, Recent recent news from Reading, reported mm. by the Metro Today, it's on their website, uh, a teaching assistant has been jailed for sex acts with five teenage boys. Uh, uh, that's, uh, right, that's not great, so... Not great news. Uh, no. She admitted 30 sex offences between 2009 and 2012 involving boys who are aged 15 to 17. Right, 30, uh, wow, so... So about six each. She's, yeah, she's been a busy girl. And, you know, so I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit. I'm not going to stay on it for that long. But I have a number of questions about this entire thing. Like, how did you think you were going to get away with that? If you're a teacher, the one thing you don't want to do is sleep with a teenage boy because they are going to tell everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I've 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 made an amendment to the because you know this has been happening quite recently, quite a lot recently. Not necessarily like women with 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 schoolboys, but there's been a lot of teachers eloping with having sex with. Yeah, I mean, there's. there's it, it's like something that every couple of months there's another story about a teenager and students having a teacher and students having inappropriate relations. Yeah. Wouldn't you say we we say don't shit where you eat. Yeah, so, that, that's so, probably yeah the most perfect example. Really, don't also don't fuck where you teach. Those are the, <laughs> that's the new rule that I'm coining. <laughs> don't shit where you eat. Don't fuck where because you teach. Because speaking as somebody who was once a teenage boy, there was a uh, there's plenty of 
16 plus, 18 plus, you know, let's not be weird about it. Let's see, say 18 slash 20 plus. There's plenty of guys who are willing to have sex with you out in the world. Don't have to do it at the school where you teach. It's not necessary. Let's let's not beat about the bush here. Yeah. That's fucked up. Take it elsewhere. Take Don't it do elsewhere. it at your school. Do it with people who are able to consent and of the age of consent yeah. on the internet. That's where it belongs. Consenting people, but not where you work. I think yeah, it's just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a rule for life. I mean, it's true. Don't don't shit where you eat. It's just yeah. a it's a good rule for life. Yeah. Really. That's that's what I have to say about her. Um, the comments section, uh, <laughs> however, has uh, some some rather interesting views on uh, this story. Uh, would you like so so I I got you to guess yeah. what, um, what the drummer of Slipknot had to say. I'd um, like you to uh, try and guess what some of the comments uh, right. are for this. There's two comments I can immediately see in my mind. Yeah. Okay. The first, one of them is, Wahey. Yeah. There's, Wahey! Wahey, lads! That's one of them. Yeah. Um, and the other one is complaining about the double standard about how women teachers are treated in this situation compared to male teachers in ding, the same ding, ding, situation. Ding, 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 yes! ding, ding, We have a winner. <laughs> yes. Oh, isn't it amazing how I knew that? It's strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you forgot you forgot the um, the third option, which is which is obvious obvious kind of like weird change the age of consent advocate trying to covertly show their views and being massively downvoted for it right no so yeah i hadn't thought about that one but yeah that's a definite sort of trope of the uh, commenting on stories yeah. of teachers having sex with students world. for example lightfoot had to say that is the that's the last name of my oblivion and <laughs> skyrim character by the way which is somewhat worrying I was um, also going to say, it, this does, like, Lightfoot sounds like the sort of person who on the internet would comment about changing the age of consent. There's just something in that Yeah, name. there's something, something there, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I imagine Lightfoot probably also goes LARPing as an elf called or, Lightfoot. <laughs> yes, probably. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, that's not, yeah. <laughs> I see nothing wrong in what she did. She enjoyed herself, and the boys enjoyed themselves. Nothing to see here. Are we living in Old Salem, Victorian London? Come on, people, let's progress. That is what Lightfoot had to say. Lightfoot, uh, a proponent of shitting where you eat. <laughs> do not do that. Do not listen to him. He's saying that in, uh, in Italy, the age of consent is 14. And I imagine in Italy, if a teacher had sex with a 14-year-old, they would also probably face some, some issues about yes, that. probably. There's <laughs> they're, whole... they're really, they're two different debates that are being conflated here, I think. Yeah, the, that's issue. the issue. So, you know what would have been a better comment than that? Mm -hmm. More like jumping jacks. <laughs> Definitely. Just the chain of people saying more like jumping jacks yeah. would have been so much better. Yeah. Every it would have like it would have annoyed people and it would have also made people laugh. It would have annoyed the right people and made the right people laugh. Yeah. So we could all get on that. So there's a there's an in motion example of why why you should good troll as opposed to you know, try and legitimize paedophilia. So I'm saying <laughs> I mean maybe I'm an arsehole. Maybe I'm an arsehole. I'm I'm an advocate of free speech here. I'm just saying that maybe let's not be advocates for paedophilia, shall we? Shall we not do that? <laughs> yeah. Can we just get get one thing out there? Just just one thing. You know, it might be a bit out of bounds, but but perhaps let's not advocate paedophilia. Just yeah. you know, saying, just saying. Just for one week, internet, <laughs> please. Just one week. You know how, like, in America they were trying to get Meatless Mondays off the ground to try yeah. fix the economy and sort all that out, and that didn't fly? Just one week. I'm going to have – I'm starting paedophilia, paedophilia advocation-less week this week. <laughs> Could we not do that just for one week? I, Let's shut down the Nabla site just for a week. You can you can have it back up afterwards. Let's let's shut all that down just for a week. We'll come back to it in a week fresh-faced without without any of that around us, and we'll, 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 we'll reassess it. And we'll we'll decide whether or not it should continue to exist. <laughs> I'm, 
that that's all I have to say. That's all you have to say. All right. Well, I've got I've got worrying news um, in a, in medical product recall news. <laughs> See, those are three words you do not want together. Continuing our theme from uh, quite a few episodes back, if you remember the medicine that was made using cooking oil. Yes. Yeah. So similar sort of thing. Uh, this is a dental x-ray machine radiation danger alert. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, dentists have been warned against using a handheld x-ray machine on patients as it poses a significant health risk. Because it's a fucking death ray. <laughs> For cheap imported me- machine known as the Chanjay Dental Falcon exposes oh, users and patients to 10 times the normal levels of radiation. <laughs> it's actually a death ray. It's quite literally a death ray. <laughs> um, uh, 13 of the machines sold on internet sites, including eBay by a Chinese manufacturer, have been seized at a distribution center. At least one dental Dental surgery has been found using the device. Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> fucking hell. It gets worse, all right? <laughs> but it gets worse. Emergency testing of a product by the Health Protection Agency and scientists at King's College Hospital in London revealed that it's insufficient lead shielding inside it to protect dentists and patients from excessive radiation. The machine's x-ray beam is also too wide, which means a patient's whole skull and brain is exposed to radiation rather than just their mouth. It gets better. It gets better. The device poses an electrical hazard because it comes (laughs) with a European plug and a travel adapter that are not earthed or fused. As well as being a fire hazard, it could cause a serious electric shock, 50,000 volts, to the dentist or patient. (laughs) So this... this this isn't a piece of medical equipment then this is a rare drop from bi- from fucking bioshock yeah. it's quite literally a death ray that, that irradiates everyone in a room and also can ele- cause cause deadly electrocution it's f- fucking hell okay so so they've decided that the new thing is just to kill us with consumer products yeah. Um, it's made by the um, uh, Zhengzhou Changi Electronic Equipment Co., who, who are not available for comment. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> the, Chan- the Changi Dental Falcon was priced at about £200, a fraction of the cost of other dental held x rays, right, yeah. dental handheld x ray sets available for sale in the UK, which can be over £4,000. That should have set the alarm no, bells ringing. Don't buy that shit like no it's like if if you're a dentist and like say you need to sort of cut some costs like kind of maybe maybe you're kind of like you're starting a new dental clinic and you're like looking at the cost and you're like oh i need to save some money like don't get such an expensive chair don't skimp on the x-ray machine (laughs) so there are two yeah there are places we can cut costs we can get cheaper soap in the in the toilets or we can get a cheaper gun that fires radiation (laughs) which of those are we going to cut no i think a cheaper cheaper radiation gun that's probably going to be the safest option yeah i mean like look at this it's just 200 quid on ebay fucking buying stuff for your for your dental like stuff that fires radiation for your medical practice center off of ebay yeah like so so bear in mind up until this was discovered you could go on ebay and quite literally buy a death ray for 200 pounds that's pretty cool i think that's pretty cool I like that as a concept, but but for, it has nothing to do with dentistry, but I like that as a concept. So, yeah, Barry uh, Cockcroft, the uh, chief dental officer for England, says he urges all dental professionals when, to be cautious of seemingly cheap devices. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a good thing to good thing to look out for. So that's a, that's a that's a vegetable of a dentist listening to the show. That's a that's a, uh, a dental scanner that allows you to scan teeth because that is all that is left after you've used it on somebody. <laughs> that's ridiculous. 
<laughs> oh, so yeah, that that's a that's a medical product recall news. <laughs> Fucking medical product recalls, the most horrific of recalls. <laughs> If I got one of those, I would just take like I would just write on the side on one side, "This machine kills fascists," and on the other side, "And everyone." <laughs> it kills fascists by by removing their food source. Everyone else. <laughs> we dealt with some issues here this week. We have. Um, it's been the issue packed show. I think it's a Buddhist thing. It's, it's a Buddhist thing. I'd like to thank you all for listening. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to record a show next week. I think we're going to have to kind of like work out some time issues because I'm yeah. like going back home for Christmas and all that, all that kind of jazz. Keep listening uh please tell a friend join the facebook group if you haven't already uh by liking facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy subscribe to the itunes and like rate the show and etc etc and we'll uh, see you next week um hope your face doesn't get melted off yeah please watch your dentists this week watch, if yeah. if your dentist pulls out anything with like falcon stamped on it but not like stamped on it stamped on it really poorly uh, yeah, just don't let that. Don't let them get that near you. Just watch it. So uh, watch, watch yourselves. Watch yourselves. Good night. <laughs> yeah, your your teeth. Uh, your teeth seem fine. The machine. <laughs> hang on a minute. I'm just gonna. Sandra, I think there's something wrong with the falcon. Hang All on. All my hair's fallen out. I'll, I'll just. Oh. I'll just give it another try. <laughs> oh, oh, now all of his hair's falling out. <laughs> Oh, Sandra, Sandra, oh, your hair's falling out as well. What's going on, Sandra? Can you hear? Can you hear the sound of rushing water? I don't know. But it's kind of it's all oh, my hair's falling out, but I'm really in a really good mood suddenly. It smells like it's it smells like burning, but inside my head, yeah. it's really weird. Yeah, does everything look kind of blue to you? <laughs> smells kind of blue. <laughs> China. Making teeth scanners that make everything smell blue. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. Save and earn